You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Come with me to Galatians 5, verse 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. You know, uh, these are some of those scriptures that you read and read and read and read, and you're trying to understand it. You know, for a long time, and even now, I'm praying to further understand it, because it says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. I don't understand. Praise God. But, you know, you know, for our conversation, the Holy Spirit at least took me a bit further. And this is the way he, you know, made it come to me. He said, if you have been made alive in the spirit, okay? He says, let us also work how? In the spirit. Now, I'm going to make it clearer now. If you have been made alive in the spirit, let us also operate in the spirit. Praise the Lord. Okay. Many of us have laptops that you can control from the keyboard. Right? And then you can also control as what? Touch screen. So you can operate type and then you can use touch screen. Now, even though we have been made alive in the spirit, you can decide to remain carnal. Did you hear that? When we are born again, we are birthed in the spiritual realm. But you can decide to continue to live as a natural man. You can decide to think and behave and push for results at the level of a man who was not, uh, has never been born spiritually. That's what I believe the Spirit of God is saying here. It says, if we have been made alive in the Spirit, I'm paraphrasing now. Let us also operate by the Spirit. Praise God. Romans 8.1, to back up what we're saying. Romans 8.1 says, There is therefore now no what? Condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Note, to those who are where? So every one of us here, I believe, is in Christ Jesus. It says there is no condemnation to those of us who are in Christ Jesus. But that's not all he said. What did he go further to say? Tell me. Who do not walk? Who do not work according to the flesh? So I can be in Christ Jesus, but I can be walking according to the flesh. So it says there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk according to the Spirit. That's what that scripture is saying. So if I'm in Christ Jesus and I'm walking in the flesh, I negate my being in Christ Jesus. I nullify it. Praise the Lord. So our goal, you know, from Sunday and tonight is to be born in the spirit, be made alive in the spirit, to also operate how? In the spirit. Being in Christ Jesus, not to walk according to the flesh. Like we said, it says, even though we walk, our life is here, but we do not war after the flesh. That's what we're learning. That's what we want to do so that you and I, 
can operate at a dimension in the spirit over and above what the natural man can operate and can understand. The Bible says, we that are spiritual, we judge all things. Yet, we are not even judged by any man. Why? Because we are spiritual. We are not at this level. Jesus speaking to Nicodemus said, the man who is spiritual is what? Like the wind. He bloweth where he listed and no man knows where he's coming from and where he's going to. Okay? So, that is what we want to achieve and God will give us the grace in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Okay, so part of the things we established as foundations on Sunday just to make sure is that this is so because the world we are in, even though it's material, was formed from what? The spiritual. And then after, it's going to be concluded and taken back to the spiritual. Our Lord Jesus taught us, says, heaven and earth, the material reward, pass away. But... The word that brought the material, not a judge or a title of my word will do what, will go unfulfilled. So, after a while, it's like a drama. Everything has been set up according to plan. And after a time, everything is going to be wrapped up. So, the word was before the world. After this word has, you know, finished its course, the word will remain. Praise the Lord. So the Bible makes us understand, without him was nothing made that was made. All things were made by him and they remain. And we also understand that he upholds all things by the word of his power. Hebrews 1.3 So, spiritual understanding is understanding how things were made. Many of us have devices, you have your phones, you have your cars. Who, when you use it, you can benefit as a user. You don't need to know how your phone was made. You don't need to know how your car was made. You don't even need to know how your cloth was made. But when you add weight, you need to go to a tailor. Who knows how it was made to expand it so that it can continue to, you know, adjust to your extra rice and extra beans. Praise the Lord. But the enjoyment, you don't need to know. Many of us are at the stage where all we want to think of is enjoy life, right? But when you really want to reign in life, you will need to know how life was, you know, made. Praise the Lord. How many want to reign? You don't just want to be, you know... So that's how it is in everything. We turn on the light to use the light, but when there's a little problem here, we have to start looking for hippo light because we don't know the connection. We didn't read electrical engineering, but we can enjoy electrical things. So there's a dimension where you just use, where you just enjoy. For that dimension, you really don't need to know much. But the more you know, the better you'll enjoy. Because you understand now that your phones, for those of us that are musical here, do you know your phone can operate as a keyboard? Solo, am I right? You can actually produce music on your phone, that, the average phone that you have now. People have used their phones to produce movies. But it takes knowing more. But you can call grandma and grandpa without knowing anything. Just being, you know, hello. Hello, I'm here. Can you hear me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You can do that with minimum knowledge. So you can live life at that level. Okay, but if you want to enter, that's what we're saying. We have been given such a privilege. We have now been birthed. We have been given the right to operate as children of God. We are the children of the landlord. Praise the Lord. So that's basically what it is. So we want to understand it. We want to operate it. You know, we want to enjoy the things that he's given to us. So God is the maker. Okay, we thank God for the, um, for the manufacturers of, you know, cars, those who brought electricity and all of that. But behind all of that, God is the maker of 
all things. God is the sustainer of all things. God is the upholder of all things. And what instrument, what device, what means did he use to make all the things he made? He used his word. Hebrews 11 through. Let's read that so we don't forget it. It says by faith. Let me hear you say by faith. Every relationship we have with God is by faith. So by faith we are to understand that the worlds were what? Framed by the word of God. This is an important thing that faith teaches us. That the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are visible, the things which we see, praise the Lord, behind matter. I've told us here, scientists have studied and what holds matter is not matter. Praise the Lord. Matter is something that has what that occupies space, has weight, and that. But what made matter, that's what they're telling us here, is the word of God that made matter. He spoke matter into being. The matter is now, everything is now consisting of matter. But matter is consisting of the word. Praise the Lord, somebody. Did you get that? Matter consists of the world. Every other thing consists. So, spirituality, understanding spiritual things, is understanding that all this guy you're doing, you're matter. And the one who spoke into being, I have access to him. That's why Jesus could look at Pilate and says, you could have no power over me unless it were given to you. Pilate, you're a big man, governor. Uh-huh. But my God put you there. My father put you there. Are we understanding? Praise the Lord. So we said the key to understanding or walking in the spirit is to know God. This God who made all these things we established on Sunday that he's almighty. He's all powerful. You know, when we, he was asked his name, he said, first in one instance, he says, why do you ask my name? Seeing that it is wonderful. If God were to tell you his name, the dictionary will not contain enough of his names. It's wonderful. In his conversation with Moses, he simplified it. He said, okay, my name is I am, and he left it open. Whatever situation, whatever condition, whatever thing you need him to be, he is. Why? Because he is everything. Praise the Lord. Okay, so when we understand that, we begin to see the way it flows. So to be spiritual, okay, to be spiritual minded or to walk, to be spiritual, is to view or to see God as more real than the material or physical world or universe he created. That's simply what it means. You know, we can stop here. So a spiritual person sits down and sees the beautiful house, you know, and sees, you know, the nice looking, everything happening. But he's also seeing God there. So when you tell him to, you know, uh, this is my house, this is this, I can make you a billionaire. He said, that's beautiful. What do I need to do? You see, you know, compromise here or there. The person will laugh because he's seen you and all that you are, but he's also seen God. That's how come Joseph in Potiphar's house could say to Potiphar's wife, your offer is not a bad offer. You're not looking bad at all. But the problem is that I cannot commit this sin against who? God who is present. If his God were not present, he'll commit the sin. I get it now. He said, Potiphar has withheld nothing from me in this house apart from you. But Potiphar can't catch us. But how can I do this thing against who? The God that is present with us as I'm talking. If you see God, you cannot sin. Praise the Lord. If you see God, no man can threaten you. Hallelujah. Imagine somebody standing in front of you with koboko or dagger. And then you see somebody behind him 
with AK-47. Who will you be afraid of? The one with dagger or pen knife? <laughs> Praise God. So when you see God, you can't be afraid of anybody. That's the truth. It says, no weapon formed against you shall what? Shall prosper. So the man with the weapon, the man forming it, God is standing behind him saying, this one won't prosper. And these are some of the benefits of understanding spiritual things. You immediately, you know, discount the power and effect of the material world on your life. That's how come Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego could look at the king and look at the fire and say to the king, we are not careful if you're going to throw us in the fire. That's okay. Because they could see the God that made the fire. Praise the Lord, somebody. And God showed himself faithful and proved to the world and to you and I by records now that fire can only burn when God permits fire to burn. He didn't stop the fire from being fire, but he said on the body of these three boys, you will not perform. Praise the Lord. He probably went into the components and adjusted something there. I read somewhere that the components of water, water is H2O, was the um, component of fire. Fire has oxygen, it has hydrogen, it has some other things. Anyway, what this person was trying to say is that they use water to quench fire, whereas they are made almost of the same components. You see, the point I want you to get is this. To know how superior God is to his creation. Because every temptation, every challenge we face as children of God is a challenge of creation versus creator. But if you can continually exalt your creator above his creation, you will be a powerful Christian. Praise the Lord. You'll be such a powerful Christian. And that's what going spiritual is about. So you see God as more real than your material or physical universe and situation. Come with me to Colossians 1 and we'll read 16 and 17. Just a bit about, or rather just some more about our God as we move on. And this is what it says. Talking of our Lord Jesus. It says, for by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that on earth, visible and invisible. It says, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him. I like this other part more. And for him. Now, with this children of God, the devil was created for him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We see all those American movies, right? Where um, a lot of prisoner movies. But you see, when sometimes the government or the warders at whatever level, they want to deal with some people, there are some particular segments of the prison they send them to. So it means that those wicked people in that prison are not wicked for themselves. They are still serving a superior purpose. So the man, you know, they, they, especially when they kill policemen, kill cops, they send them somewhere so that, not just that they're in prison, the prisoners that are in prison will deal with them on the behalf of the people that are outside prison. Are you getting what I'm saying now? All things were created through him, and they also were created what? For him. That's how awesome our God is. Praise the Lord. And that's how he can say to us, no temptation has befallen you but such as his word come unto man but with every temptation what will he do he will make a way he won't allow if he sees this one is too much for you he won't let it come and for someone listening to me now it means that the temptation you're going through jehovah your god knows that you can handle it 
It cannot spoil the testimony and the plan he has for your life. If it would, he wouldn't let you come your way. Because you would not be working for him. Praise the Lord. So he says, and he is before all things. And in him, how many things? All things consist. Okay? So he created them in heaven and on earth. I like the part that says the visible and the invisible. He made them all. Jesus made them all. And I like also that it says thrones. So governments, cabals. Praise the Lord. You know, when an, a critical time in our nation now, a lot of imaginations, a lot of plots in the hearts of men. These are things that men have planned over and over. You know, kept all kinds of things. You know, done all kinds of, you know, terrible things occultic things to hold and to possess but whenever i remember that god is i have peace praise the lord when you think about what men have done and what they are willing to do to have their way it can be disheartening and if you see the extent at which men are falling at which reasonable people are becoming unreasonable you can become disheartened but when you remember that god is Praise the Lord. When you remember that the weakness of God is stronger than men, your heart can be strengthened. Because where we're going, the type of money and the type of evil that they plan, ah, you can see one vote win over one billion votes. But for God, let me say, but for God. He <laughs> said, whether thrones, whether cabals, whether principalities, whether powers, whatever it is, he's superior to all of them. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus okay so now that is what 16 and 17 tells us now let's jump back to verse 9 and see you know what the apostle paul was praying for us which is part of what we're doing here verse 9 says for this reason also it says since the day i heard of it talking about our faith do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and what spiritual understanding this is what enables us to benefit from who jesus is wisdom and spiritual understanding you have that the benefits of all that christ is will become yours the lord will help us as we continue in jesus name praise the lord okay so having this understanding one of the most spiritual things you and i can do is to pray let me say to pray you know as a nation also we have gone through seasons where almost anything that happens if a fish swallows a tadpole they will say it's because that we are praying too much you know that attack on the church and prayer you've noticed it in nigeria now is not normal it's from the pit of hell you know why because whether we like it or not we need to pray our lord jesus speaking to us luke 18 verse 1 what did he say he said men whether in singapore whether in uh, um, nigeria whether the Jaba or the kaba whatever wherever they are men ought always what to pray our problem is not that we are praying our problem is that we may not be praying our right or we may not be doing the things that follow prayers we are going to understand but Prayer has never been our problem. When men attack prayer, it's like somebody saying, somebody is lazy. Why is he eating? If he doesn't eat, he will be lazier. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. You see, prayer is the 
connection that brings that spiritual part, that God that created The Bible says when God formed, he breathed into his nostrils, what? The breath of life. When you pray, you're breathing in God. Are you with me? That is what prayer is. Prayer is drawing in God. Now, on the other side, the spirit of the world, they may not need to pray, but those who are prayed at the higher levels in that place, they also do their own prayer, even more seriously than you, because they know that the power they need to win here is needed from what? Outside of this dimension. So, child of God, you must never lose sight or never discountenance the importance of prayer for the spiritual man. And we've learned here that prayer does not have to be complicated. Prayer simply means, I know I need help. Praise the Lord. That's what prayer is. Prayer means, I know you are there. Like a man lost somewhere, we shout, is anybody there? Now, we are spiritual beings. We are not shouting, is anybody there? We are shouting, God, I know you are there. Praise the Lord. The most spiritual thing you and I can do is to pray. In fact, the Bible tells us, Genesis 4, 26, after the fall of man, the Bible writing all the things it was writing was quick to note to us that finally men began to call on the name of God. That was the beginning of the turnaround. Because if you don't call on the name of the where is help going to come from? Praise the Lord. Okay, so prayer gives us access to the spiritual dimension. I want to believe that we all pray here. But I want you to pray more. Let me say amen. And then not just pray more. I want you to pray for more things. Pray about more things. Um, This junction here, I've told us here, this junction here, when I make the U-turn going to my house, I pray. Because you see, you see some accidents and you're wondering, what did they drive? You don't want to know what they drove. Are you getting me? You just don't want to know. Any opportunity, pray. And prayer does not mean you don't have to close your eyes and, you know, clasp your hands. No. Prayer is knowing that God is there and inviting him into the situation. Pray in the middle of conversations. Pray you have an assignment. You have a big assignment. You have to pray big prayer. You have a small assignment. You have to pray prayer. Prayer is drawing help from the spirit. And God desires to come in and help us. I don't know about schools these days. I see the way parents are giving work to do. But one lesson I would have taken advantage of if I went back to primary school now is that I will invite my teacher to help me solve even the problem I know. He used to make the hearts of teachers sweet. You know those students that call them? Auntie, please, what is this? Some of us, obolobo. <laughs> even if we don't understand, we'll cover the thing and fail. But those little children, and they're the ones that will confess. Because the teacher will now explain, he'll say, okay, do you understand it? Okay, but you can also do it this way. And the teacher is happy. When they see their answer script, even when they fail, they say, this student is good. They help them. But some of us, you just make one small mistake. The man say, yes, let me fail him. Because you didn't used to pray. Call for help. Is an indication you want this result. You see, the reason people fail is that they judge you don't want to pass. You don't give enough diligence. You see, you know, there's call for effort. Nobody's calls for effort like God. That's why I say, call on me and I will do what? I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. Keep calling on God, he'll keep helping you. Keep asking anything in this life, any area, spiritual physical, emotional, everything. I ask God, help me to love my wife. 
This woman is so beautiful. Help me to love her so that they go just they turn her head. Do you understand? Everything. Help me to lose weight. Help me when I see this food I like. Help me to control myself. Some of you need to pray that prayer sincerely. I know you've been praying it, but you prayed like the story of the man I heard that prayed. He went into a, a fast food place. He had received that these donuts are bad for him. So he was driving past the um, donut outlet. And he prayed to God and said, God, if you don't want me to buy this donut today, let there be no parking spot. So the man got into the place. It's in America, so it's a drive through So he went around the first time. He didn't see parking spot. He said, Lord, if you don't want me to buy this donut today, let me see no parking spot. And he kept moving around, moving around, until those who came had built house, uprooted the house, left, and he saw parking space. <laughs> That's not the type of prayer you should pray, right? No, don't pray that type of prayer. <laughs> Lord, if you don't want me to eat these beans, let it not cook. And you cook the beans. Lord, if you don't want me to eat this rice, let it not have salt. Uh-uh. Hallelujah. So prayer about everything. We learned on Sunday that the spiritual is about connecting with God. The woman with the issue of blood, what she did was a prayer. He said, if only I can touch the hem of his garment. It was with herself. But God heard her. Praise the Lord. And power was made available. Praise the Lord. Okay. Now, having said about prayer, the next thing I want us to learn, very important is that also when you initiate a request or you make a prayer you know concerning anything spiritual it must also be backed up by physical alliance in which case you cannot be praying for something which is a spiritual act and be carrying out physical acts that are contrary to what you're praying for praise the lord did you get that now now the understanding we are getting from this study is that the spiritual precedes the natural. Is that clear? So before the natural, there is what? The spiritual. So what we are learning now is, instead of struggling in the natural, we should go to the spiritual and receive help. Now, but I cannot go to the spiritual and ask for help, then come to the natural and resist the help I ask for. Did we get that? Now, that is where I think the problem with Nigeria lies. We pray. But our actions deny the prayer we are praying for. We pray for God's intervention. We pray for righteousness. We pray for justice. We pray for equity. But even in our very own domains, we don't enforce any of those things. That is a problem. Now, most of us here, our cars have electric windows, right? Electric power windows. You press a button, it goes up. Okay? Now, notice... Except the car is obojo, but if it's normal. When you wind up your glass, when you, you know, press it or pull it to wind up, the power, the electrical motor starts taking your glass up. Hmm? If there is any object on the way of that glass, what does it do? It stops and goes back down. What has happened? You have initiated a command in the spiritual, but physically you're resisting it. The spiritual does not struggle with the natural. So you make a prayer, and then naturally you get an obstructed. They will just go back. You have to make sure that the path is clear so that God can answer. God, do this for me. He's eager and immediately willing to do it. But then you're doing things contrary to what you ask God to do. What do you want him to do? You know, the problem that is, okay, 
is that because you and I are different, God made us in his image. You are not like any other creation. God can force any other creation to do what he wants it to do. But you and I, God has given us the power to choose. So he can't overturn my will. He can't overturn your will. That's why our Lord Jesus Christ had to permit God to accomplish his will. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but what? Yours be done. If he didn't pray that prayer, he would not have died. Even though that was the assignment he came for. He had to tell the father, at this point now, I'm surrendering my will to you. Have your way in me. Then the process continued. Why? Because the Bible says, know you not that you are God's. And God doesn't force God. Praise the Lord. That's why, you know, when we go to the Lord in prayer, we must sit down, you know, and make sure we want what we are asking. And we are sincere. So that when God initiates the process, we don't tell him no, it's not enough. How many of us have prayed to God to make us humble? Any other, anybody ever prayed that prayer? Lord, I want to be humble. It's a prayer that you shouldn't pray carelessly. Because when you pray that prayer, you know what it means to be humble? Humus. The word humility is taken from the word humus. Humus is earth. It means let them step on me and I won't mind. That's what you're saying. And there are some things that don't happen by uh, conduction. You know, you know, there is conduction. You know, the thing travels in the air. There are things that must happen by contact. Humility is one of them. Patience is another one. You want to be patient? How will God teach you patience? It's by elasticity. He has to make you wait. Praise the Lord. You know, I, I never knew that um, what I saw my father do, what I saw my uncles do, I would do. How many of us have sat in the car waiting for our wives? You can't get out of it. And your son will do it also. And if Jesus tarries, your grandchildren will do it. We have to learn patience. You sit down there. Thank God for phone today. You can be reading something on your phone. In those days, our fathers will say, Papa, it won't help. She will come down halfway. Remember, she forgot she's carrying a pink bag and the shoe is orange. That's how you learn patience. So that when they say that is not talking too much, daddy has talked and talked and learned that talking is not working. Praise the Lord. <laughs> okay. James 4 verse 8. He said, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. The essence there is this. When we go to God in the spiritual things we are learning, please give us a message or NLT. Is that there has to be a corresponding action. He says, say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. But quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. Don't come to church and, you know, shout, God, I need this. I need your intervention. Revive me. And then when you step out, you're not making any move in that direction. The window will just return. There has to be a corresponding agreement. Lord, do it in me. So I'm praying to you to do it. And the one I can do is not works, it's faith. Praise the Lord, somebody. Hallelujah. Okay. Another one there is that the spiritual also cannot successfully be used as a cover, you know, for physical um, disobedience. Maybe the scripture will help us see this. James 2 verse 15 and 16. This scripture captures it, but we, we look at it differently. It says, if a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, what have you done here? You have done a spiritual act. There is a blessing in your mouth, isn't it? Okay. 
But he says, when you say this, and do not give them the things which are needed for the body, where you have it. He said, it's of no profit. That blessing is now empty. But if you didn't have it, and you spoke it, it carries power. Praise the Lord. But you have it, so you can't minister with the little physical thing you have. And you want to say you're doing it spiritually. He said, stop wasting your time. Is somebody getting it? Okay. So, spiritual doesn't mean, ah, like some people say, I was not in church, but I was there in the spirit. Okay, let's understand. Were you bedridden? Were you in Acapulco? But you drove past church. You were watching um, World Cup. (laughs) Do you understand? You were in your office, you saw the time, the Spirit of God reminded you, it's time to get up and start going to church. He said, I'll be with you in the Spirit. He said, no, that's a cover. The spiritual won't be used. It is when the strength of man fails, when the physical is incapable, then the spiritual takes over. He says, those who wait upon the Lord shall mount up on wings as what? As eagles. They will run. So they would have finished running before they say they won't grow weary. Not before you start running, you say, I'm weary. They will walk and not, you would have finished walking. Then the Lord will renew your strength. If you haven't finished your strength, which one will he renew? Are we getting it now? Because this thing we're learning is a trigger that takes you over and beyond. But if you don't understand the basics, you might go and think, that this is what happens when you see a lot of people, you know, claiming. They are claiming. It's spiritual to claim, but you must have finished acting. Praise the Lord. You must have finished obedience. You must have finished aligning with what you are to do. Before you now draw down that power. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, Joshua, in his fight against them, is it the Midianites or what? He had fought and fought and fought. And the sun was going to go down. And if the sun go down, they will stop the fight. The momentum he had gathered in victory will be lost. The next day they will regroup and come down. That's how come he could say the sun don't go down. And heaven backed him up. It's not that God gives you an assignment. You are lazy till 4 p.m. You get up by 4. You say, ah, child, only two hours remaining. Son, don't go down. <laughs> Praise the Lord, somebody. Okay. So these are some of the things. One other one, you know, unrelated to this, but very important. Is that when you understand spiritual things also, this is what you're going to see. Like our Lord Jesus Christ told us. I told us, if you want to really get some of these things we are teaching, in a full dose, just read the Gospels. It's going to, you know, the Spirit of God will make them very clear to you. But a good act, a praiseworthy act, as beautiful as it can be, once it is carried out for public notice or to be seen, loses spiritual impact. Did you get me? Our Lord Jesus taught this completely clearly in Matthew chapter 6. When he began to say to us, when you give alms, he said, don't give it in public for everybody to see. In fact, he said, as secret as don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Because once it is known openly, the spiritual impact dies out. These two systems operate differently. A lot of philanthropists and a lot of people will call nice in the physical world. If the condition for their generosity will be no man will know, they will not give a penny. You know why? Because they're not giving you so much that they love you. They're giving you because they love themselves and they have an ego to be fed. 
And the world has made it so much easier now with telephones. So even poor people now give the small thing they have and then they, they televise it. Before you needed TV and TA to come. So somebody goes behind his house and is giving somebody bread. He videos it. I was going to work today and I just saw somebody. A little kindness will help. They put a post-it. Nice act, but no spiritual value anymore. The same thing he said when you pray. Okay, so as important as prayer is, he said don't pray for display. You're not talking to God, you know, where he wants to talk to you, you know. Then when they give you mic, when you come in front of you, say, Bro- brother, please, can you round up this, our small fellowship? Ah, Even God is looking. You have never spoken to me like that before. <laughs> Five minutes pass, you're still powering. Ah, ah. Say, ah, it's a new day today. <laughs> what has happened? People are looking at you. So in that sense, you're not praying to God, you're praying to people. These are some of the things that are there. So consciously, when you understand spiritual things, you minimize what you do publicly. Because they have no power. You see, Jesus said to the woman at the well, He says, God is spirit. God is not flesh. And those who worship him, you can translate that to those who relate to him, must do so how? In spirit and in truth. So God is not out there for, you know, for the uh, uh, cameras. No. That's part of the things that are spoiled Christianity today. Camera Christianity. It's not spiritual. It's very carnal. It carries no weight. Because in the spiritual, you know, we, we said on Sunday that they don't forget and, you know, all of that. But also in the spiritual, there's a dimension of jealousy there. God wants it to be him, between him and you. God wants it to be pure, deep to deep. Sincere to sincere. When he does like that, it is established. He backs it up. He puts a stamp on it. But once you put drama on top, you know, like somebody said some time ago that, um, I can't remember how they said it, but somebody is leading praise and worship. You now don't know what you sing. You kneel down. Meanwhile, you don't kneel down in your house when you're worshiping God. If you, finish, if you don't know what to sing again, just stop. The Holy Spirit will take us another as he's going. But just, ah, say, ah, that one you're doing. <laughs> praise Jesus, somebody. Are we learning something? Okay. Now, the spiritual, like a bad process, you know, can be aborted. Something that is initiated from the spirit can be aborted. Individually or corporately. Second Kings 7.1, we know the account. The man of God prophesied and said, Tomorrow about this time a sea of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two seeds of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. That's the prophecy God gave the man of God. Where was that happening? Does he import goods? It was in the spirit. He made that declaration. Verse 2 says, An officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God. This must have been a man, maybe the economic, the, uh, no, the, um, what's this minister? Humanitarian affairs minister said impossible. We've spent one billion on this. We have not solved the problem. He says, the, the man said, what are you talking about? Look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? When he made that statement, all of them in the spirit, are you with me? All of them in the spirit, the man of God said, you will see it with your eyes, but you shall know what? Because you've refused it. So this man said it, and the prophet said, ah, okay, receive it. So he saw it, but he did not enjoy it. Spiritual things. He saw it, but couldn't enjoy it. 
The reverse is the case. You know, some time ago, I think it was Mom Chidas taught us on importance of amen. You know, here now, because of the way we're so spiritual, we don't... Sh- it's important when they say prayer, shout a big amen. It's not about your neighbor. It's for you to receive it. Amen means so be it. We're going to see from scripture. Praise the Lord. How important it is. Okay? But on the... Uh, um, let me show the disagreement one first so, so we can move on. Second Kings 13 now. In Second Kings 13, from verse 14 to 19, we may not read all of that. But Joash, the king of Israel, had gone to Elisha. He was under, you know, a, a siege, attack from the armies of Syria. And he went to the man of God and said, I need help. I need help. And the man of God received by the spirit. This is what you're going to do. He said, bring a, a bow, bring arrow and shoot. He placed his hand on him. And then he said, take the arrows and strike the ground. And Joash, the king, took the arrow. And struck the ground and stopped. The man of God was wroth with him. He said, what is wrong with you? You ran here to me that you are in trouble. Is this the way you're going to destroy them? He said, because of this, how many times? Only three. He said, you would have finished them completely. Brethren, there's a place for a gentleman. There's a place for what? There's a place for gingham. Do you understand? He said, you, by this now, you only, you know, defeat them just three mega times and then they'll bounce off. But the plan and the anointing that was here was what? Was that you finish them completely. Spiritual things need physical correspondence. If not, you abort them. There are some things that you hear, you shout because you want it, you want to take it like that. Say the kingdom of heaven suffered what? Violence. And the violence, what do they do? They take it by force. Praise the Lord. I remember many years ago, you know, I can't remember what we're doing in church. And we mentioned about marriage. It was uh, Dignes Ivy. What happened that day? Uh, And, you know, people were doing shakara. People were doing shakara. And she just stepped out. Mom, that's it. There's some things that, you know, you you just don't know when, when the thing is hovering over you. Praise the Lord. Spiritual things are sealed by agreement. Luke chapter 1. You know, the story of um, Mary, the mother of Jesus. I, I can never cease to be fascinated, you know, by the things that happened there. Luke chapter 1, maybe from 36. 38 is the last one. I wanted to start from where she said, how can this be? Since I do not know him. I've heard the message. I've heard what she said. But how can this be? The facts, the odds are against me. How can this be? And the angel began to say, well, the power of the Most High is going to come upon you. And that holy thing you're going to bring forth is going to be called the Son of God. This and this and that. Elizabeth, your relative is of, you know, is of child now. And this, when the angel finished, the next thing Elizabeth said was, be it unto me according to your word. Do you know that was when she conceived that was conception. Be it unto me according to your word. After that, the angel didn't visit her again. Why? Because the Bible says he sent his word. And the word what? Healed them. The word he sends does not return to him void unless you refuse it. She said, be it unto me according. And that was it. She took it. So, brethren, are you listening to me? Your destiny can be rearranged by one amen. Do you understand? Yes, by one aim, just bam, in the spirit, you lock it in. Agreement. All the other events that took place were immaterial. She had taken it in the spirit. We are spiritual beings. So, but this one's spiritual, you take it by the word. 
Jesus said, take heed what you hear. There are some things you hear, you receive it. And then there are some things you also hear, you do what? You reject them. Like, I, I don't know about you, but I realized over time, you see, the only dreams I bother telling my wife are the dreams I want to come to pass. The ones I don't want to come to pass, I don't even give them hearing. I cancel them. Except you're needing someone to pray with you concerning that dream. Don't even rehearse it. Do you understand? Unless you're telling somebody, please, this is the dream I had. Pray for me. Or you're telling someone, who will pray for you? But if it's something you don't want, don't add a thought, then you add speech. Mbano. You know, some people say, you know, and in the dream, I was a, I was Guinea. Because you see, you, you're a being. Praise the Lord. You're a being. There are some things you shouldn't even hear. There are some things that even if you hear from the ear, you unplug it. Except, like I said, for spiritual, you know, agreement to refuse it. Don't allow it. Don't permit it. Don't meditate on it. Cancel it. Reject it. Say, I refuse it. This will not come to pass. This is not me. That will not happen. Nobody will die. You know, some people say, ah, and then, uh, 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 and somebody dies. I dreamt he died, though. What did you do? What did you do? Transactions are going on. Remember, our foundation is that this world is here. The spirit is before it. So things are happening in the spirit. From time to time, you're given opportunity to hear or to see things in the spirit. Whether it's the enemy planning it or it's God sending it. If it's the enemy, what we're learning is that we will do. We destroy. If it's the one that is from God, we do what? We capture it. And we hasten his performance in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Okay, one interesting one that will capture this very well. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Exodus 10, 27 and 28. Very interesting one. I like this one. It's the account when Moses now met Pharaoh after the ninth plague. (laughs) And Pharaoh was at that point feeling that, ah, these people are just, they they and this, they are God. It's Shakara, they, they are not going anywhere. So when Moses met him that time, Pharaoh was so angry. And he said to Moses, get away from me. Take heed to yourself and see my face no more. For in the day you see my face, you shall die. Hold on. Do you know Moses never saw his face again? But it wasn't Moses that died. It was Pharaoh that died. Rise on your feet. Verse 29. Moses said, you have spoken well. (laughs) Some people have said, you will never become this over my dead body. When you hear them laugh, say you have spoken well. <laughs> because that I shall become, but I don't know where your body will be. You sh- don't go and kill anybody. I didn't send you. Moses said, you have spoken well. His word came to pass, but at another dimension. Moses lived. How many years after that? 40 more years. Pharaoh in the ocean, a few days after, was drowned. Transactions go on in the spirit. I've shared the testimony here how in a time of difficulty financially, I was in Lagos, you know, and one of our pastors in Lagos, who I came to ask for help for the, some things we needed from the church, mockingly said to me, I hear you're enjoying in Abuja. We're suffering. And it was public knowledge. And I hear your wife is driving V-Boot. In anger, I wanted to respond like a poor man. But the Holy Spirit had mercy on me. I said, Amen. 
before that pastor came to abuja the same year my wife was driving v-boot and i was enjoying in abuja because i did not miss a sensitive moment in the spirit brethren increase your sensitivity know that you're a spiritual being transactions begin in the spirit they can be concluded there i want you to begin to tell god thank you thank you for opening my eyes thank you for opening my understanding i am a spiritual being the bible says if we live in the spirit let us walk in the spirit i've been made alive in the spirit i will operate by the spirit i will not joke with things because i now know their spiritual implications that's why there are some things i can't laugh about that's why there are some people i will not listen to there are some people i will not give audience to these people they pollute my power they pollute my influence they pollute my sensitivity i am connected to a world where purity and holiness and power work together lord help me to comprehend the level you have promoted me some of us work in offices and you may not be the boss in that office but they've given you power to reign over that office in the spirit you are the gatekeeper in that office tonight lord i receive insight i receive understanding daniel shadrach meshach and abednego they were in babylon as slaves but they reigned over babylon they ruled over babylon daniel had access to the king's dream that the king didn't know why because he was a man of the spirit lord take me higher let me understand who i am give me insight give me sensitivity give me oh lord father a desire for operating in the spirit let me not be made a king and a priest let me not dwell in low levels let me not speak as a, a mere man. Holy Spirit, help me. Some of us, the words will speak to one another, to your spouse, to your husband, to your children. No, you don't speak those words because your spirit be. When you speak them in the spirit, they say, that's what he said. That's what she said. That's what he said. Let us accomplish it. But tonight, in the place of repentance, we cancel every negative agreement every word spoken contrary that we have assented to that we have consented to contrary to the word of god we say we repent of it and the blood of jesus cleanses us from it in the name of jesus christ we receive a cleansing everything contrary in that realm we access it by faith tonight and by reason of the entrance of the word of god we say we repent we repent there's a clearing of records lord some things i've said some things that in the spirit we don't have time to learn about actions taken that complicated matters for us but for all of them whether we remember them knowingly or knowing we are asking for forgiveness corporately as a church we ask for forgiveness individually as a person ask for forgiveness as a family lord we ask for forgiveness what have i said what have we said what are the things what are spiritual errors that we have fallen into that we didn't know their implications tonight lord by reason of your word that is coming he said if a man confesses his sins you're faithful and just to forgive him and to cleanse him from every unrighteousness lord in my life in my family in my homes amongst everywhere lord we ask for forgiveness we repent oh lord we repent oh lord Ah, Kibaba, we don't know where the enemy has been pointing a finger at us. Lord, we repent, we receive 
the righteousness that is of faith in Christ Jesus. Lord, mercy, mercy. I want you to pray for mercy. I'm sensing that. Mercy, Lord, mercy. I'm sensing somebody, the Lord is saying, somebody had provoked me to jealousy. Where you had exalted a man above his promise. You had bowed before a man because you were looking for a man to perform what God told you he would do for you. You had bowed before institutions because you thought they were more critical to fulfillment of God's purpose in your life. But tonight you are saying, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive us. Forgive us. You are God in my life. Only you are God. I bow only before you. I bow before no other. Only you shall I worship. You are my God and you are God alone. You are worthy of my praise. You are worthy of my devotion. To you, O oh Lord, I lift up my eyes. Only you, O oh Lord. My help will come from no other. Somebody needs to begin to tell the Lord. You are the glory and the lifter of my head. I may have looked to the east, west, north and south. But tonight I come back to say my exaltation will not come from the east or the west. But you are the judge. My lifting will come from you. You are my God. I raise my eyes to you. I raise my eyes to you. You are my healer. I raise my eyes to you. You are my provider. I raise my eyes to you. You are my way maker. I raise my eyes to you. My faith and my confidence. I retrace it. I bring it back to you. Only you are God in my life. Only you reign in my life. You are my boast. You are my confidence. I thank you for all the resources that are available. But you are my source. You are my source. I put my faith in you. And in you and in you alone. You are God. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus name. Now I want us to take the second part. The second part is. God you are going to pray in the spirit. And everything that you know God has said concerning you. Everything you are believer. We have learned here that listen. The Bible says is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or imagine now everything you have asked and everything you have thought god is able to do it how i know that is that i've not asked god for everything but the ones i've asked for he's saying he can do it he said continue so tonight we're going to return to our god and tell him in the spirit you are able you are more than able are you sick in the body you are able to heal because over time you can think that sickness was not designed to be healed but god is the healer god is the provider over time you look like that financial situation that is the level god wants you for who told you that tell the lord you're free to make me what you want me to be tonight i surrender i do i raise my eyes beyond my environment i i see my natural environment i live in nigeria I live in this environment i don't have this i don't have that but those are all material but i have god i have the one who changes times and seasons i have the one who is a way maker time has not run out on you somebody as far as you're concerned time has run out on you but god is saying to you i have the times and seasons in my hands i make all things beautiful in his time i'm a restorer i'm a rebuilder i'm a rewarder i am god tell him you are god and nothing in my life will be difficult for you nothing concerning my assignment will be difficult for you you do mighty things you do glorious things you give beautiful ashes you give the oil of joy in the place of money you're the lifter of heads my head has been bowed down true but you raise my head you raise me up so i can walk on the mountains you are god tell him that in the spirit go back to the spirit and operate at a level of joy. He says, with joy, we draw water out of the wells of salvation. God, get back 
take your joy. Who is that devil that stole your joy? How can he take your joy? The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him? Okay, ba 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 ba. See You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158-404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.